Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. Wow, everything sounds so hmm. so so cushy today. You mean like well insulated? Yeah. Do you do? You, are you more insulated? You sound. Um, yeah, it sounds like you might be inside of like a nice couch. I am in a nice couch. Really? Huh. I'm just chilling in my green couch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think, I think you can hear the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's made it more damp. But not yeah. in a wet way. Well, I don't... No, it's more... It's more, you know, da- more what dampening. Mm, dampening. It's one of those words like oversight that can mean... Damped. Well, like oversight can mean itself and its opposite, which is also itself. But it's still yeah, oversight. Sure. It was an oversight that we didn't put more, better people on the oversight committee. Yes. Right? Um, yeah. And But damp and dampening, but the thing is you dampen a room to make the sound more dry. You ever know what? Well, you you seen a knob like that, dry and wet, right? Yeah, dry and wet. I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I like it a little dry. Sometimes I like it a little wet. You're a grown man. I definitely fell for the thing where I... I covered a multitude of sins with reverb. Oh, everybody did. Well, and before that, maybe, or I guess can comment, depending on when, when you came up, but uh, chorus, man. A lot of chorus. You I, need so much less chorus than you think. I had a drummer uh, in the early days of the Bun Family Players who was, it was very, he was a, he was very punk rock. Mm-hmm. And he, this was, I'm sure you remember during the years when, if you were punk rock, you hated gated reverb. Here we go. You hated it. God, it's, he it's didn't like want, Thanksgiving dinner with you. You can't just yeah. leave a wound closed. He didn't want any reverb. None. Oh. Well, no the reverb. thing is, I think the, the one thing a lot, of, a lot of people would say is like you get what you can out of the room, but like there should be reverb that you don't notice as reverb. If you notice it's reverb, it might be too much reverb. I cannot get... Right too, too dry is too dry. And then too you, you can dry. even go so far. The irony is, well, you'll tell you what's ironical. Can't you also go crazy with a gate on trying to keep it dry? Oh, you sure can. So you, on, on Albini, your song, you don't, have, mm. you don't have Bono down in the stairwell. You mm. get the naturalness out of it, and that makes it sound... I mean, am I saying the same thing two different ways? I think you can use a gate. The whole point of a gate is that there not be like... I mean, there's the off-label use of, say, a Brian Eno or uh, a Chris, uh, Chris, what's it said, Chris uh, Death Cab, where Chris you want to get different mics, different places, you mm. know, sort of like, mm. like Tony Visconti, Brian Eno kind of effect, right? Mm-hmm. You need more oversight. You got well, uh, yeah. There's more like that. I'll think of that. You want to dampen, but like, no. I mean, gate is a neat idea in certain environments. But okay, so you're telling me this guy comes in, and so was it? Okay. Oh, you you know what you mentioned, punk rock. So his deal was probably let me let me see if I can get this right. I'm seeing I'm getting one. Mm. Nah, I don't want anything on this. <laughs> well, you know he was cooler than that. Oh, cool. Uh, but you know what I mean. He he wasn't a recording engineer. He wasn't a <laughs> connoisseur of anything. He wasn't even especially not not only not a good drummer, but maybe not a drummer. But in the style of the time, he had very strong opinions. Well, like Jay about Maskus everything. is a guitarist who's still mostly a drummer. Like right. in that case, well, you know, there are people like Jay Maskus. He wants to replicate. It is said he wants to replicate the thunderous feeling of playing drums, and that's why he plays the guitar so goddamn loud. Like, in the same way that I am less a pianist than a than a tabletop finger drummer. I'm no Stanley Clark, Stanley Jordan, mm-hmm. Stanley Jordan. I'm no Stanley well, Jordan. Either one. But like when I play piano, I I play it like I'm just sitting down in front of a guitar. Like it's yeah. 
bleep, bloop, bleep. Well, you know, one of the things about playing guitar is you don't typically sit down in front of it. Wait a minute. Yeah. What about Jerry Garcia on uh, Teach Your Children Well? You might, you what about might the be great playing Jerry it Douglas? wrong if you sit down in front of the guitar. Huh, huh. Here I go. Bing, bong, bing. <laughs> said, I can't. Said, Hang on a minute. That's not an oboe. <laughs> I uh, can't stop. uh, I can't stop humming today. The song stuck in my head. What is shock the monkey? That song, Scott, that song's got grooves for days and riffs. You would not think of that song as a pop song. And yet it is chock a block with riffs. Think about how many different parts of that song get in your head. A lot. The, The one that came to mind for me, like really first thought, best thought. Yep. But he like there's, there's, there's a lot he was 32 more. 32 years old. Shut up. Dun, 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 oh, so how old was he from Salisbury Hill? Like 30, 28, 29, 30? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> that's, that's deep. Yeah, it's deep. He was uh, only 36 when Sledgehammer was the one huh. more MTV Music Awards than any other. And it was funny, if memory serves, the video for, no, it's either, is it Games Without Frontiers or Shock the Monkey? It's just stills. Mm. Remember the video? Games Without Frontiers. Him, is it where he's just making faces? No, because yeah. Games Without Frontiers. Wait, oh, Shock the Monkey has the, the face makeup. Yeah, and then and the Games monkey. Without Frontiers. Oh, oh I, wow, I started too high, didn't I? <laughs> you know, they traded the two of them. They were pals. Kate Bush sang on Games Without Frontiers. And then uh, Peter Gabriel sang on that, uh, that one song of hers. Don't give up. Yep, yep. You still have friends. Have, but, but anyway, that was on. Amazing. That was on So. Now, what I am was, I thinking of? Uh, what, something it, else. Maybe maybe he sat in front of a guitar on Wuthering Heights. I don't really remember. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. No, he, person. he put gated reverb all over everything. Well, Hugh Padgham did. Talk about uh, Chris' uh, death cab. To his death cab. I just, saw, I just saw today in my Discover, or not my Discover, my release radar, I saw there's a new death cab Ben song in there. Bre- brand new record coming out. No Death shit. Cab record coming out. Uh, it might be out today. Might, huh. been, it might have been out yesterday. The tell me about, tell me about Chris, uh, Chris Deathcap. Oh, he loved who Kate is, Bush. Who is an ardent, if memory serves, an ardent fan of the Berlin era records. Yes, for sure. And and uh, and Kate Bush, she came up all the time. Uh, as No a, kidding. As a, yeah. Pre, pre-Hounds of Love, like old school. But you know, he was only 20. Chris, Chris Deathcap was only 22 when he was already telling me all about Kate Bush. What twenty-two-year-old knows about Kate Bush? Well, now? maybe somebody who's yeah, somebody who's twenty-two in nineteen seventy-eight. But but um, also I, I'll never forget um, so noise pop. I saw well, I came to San Francisco for noise pop in nineteen ninety-seven, and that's where I first saw Death Cab. And they had a little feature, you know, they got this little. Did you ever come to noise pop? I don't remember if you've ever been here. So here's the thing about noise pop. Oh, oh, oh let me get through this quickly. All it said was it said this band Death Cab for Cutie. They're from near Washington, and um, they're barely old enough uh, to rent a car, and that always mm. stuck in my head in 1997. <laughs> so they were they were young ass youngsters, and they this is were. back, you know, saw the scene unfold, you know, president of what champagne from a from a paper uh, gallery exhibition. Yeah, cham- champagne from a paper. Yeah, yeah, gallery. yeah, yeah. He's definitely shaking. Definitely. Oh boy, I'm <laughs> ten minutes to Now that would be funny if if they did a Dustin Hoffman video. Oh boy, definitely shaking. Oh, we boy. we played. Uh, we played that song. We covered that song in the Western State Hurricanes reunion show. Thank you, taught me that one. Um, on, on the, the downslide, down downturn. I love that. Uh, That's my favorite song. From that it's record. very hard to. It's, it's very hard to do. Record. 
maybe we didn't cover that one. Anyway, we oh, I've, have I ever told you the story? Um, when you uh, play with them on uh, outside show things, that was that was um, hurricanes, right? Did yeah. you play with them was, with the hurricanes? Well, and long winners. And long winners. Oh, of boat, course. But, but you, the hurricanes, uh, the at hurricanes. The Fillmore, you did. It was you sang on transatlanticism. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 the Hurricanes show in 2020, the two that we played for the re-release, we covered a Death Cab song, and then Ben got up with us and played "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Oh, that's uh, one of your. That, that was yours. That was around the time of Bleach. You put that out. A thing. A thing. You're not supposed to cover. Nope. Smells like Teen Spirit at all, and and we no. just went ahead and did it anyway. And you know, of course, I I almost could sing it. I sang it almost. I, it'd but, be interesting. I, I kind of don't want to know, but it'd be interesting to see how you did that. But I mean, it's a little bit like playing Freebird, you know. It's for sure like playing Freebird, which we have also done. Well, you know, it's the exception that proves the rule, whatever that means. Which is like, <laughs> if you can pull it off, you're a goddamn genius. It's just you know, you got to learn to you know draw like Picasso learned to draw, and then you can draw like Picasso didn't draw. You know, first there was a mountain, and then uh, and you know Donovan's. Uh, you know, you were tied up by Donovan's daughter, if memory serves. Uh, that's right, tied up by Don uh, Donovan's daughter. That's a great yeah. Dylan song from Self Portrait, <laughs> I believe. Tangled up in my own sky. Um, the, uh, the, the, yeah. the story I was going to tell is that... Uh, it's going to be one of those. I'm sorry. I, I'm drinking iced tea. I'll dial it down. Y y years, years, years ago, years. I was at a Death Cab show Ooh. when they were just playing in front of, you know, 25 people in a little... No, it wasn't that. They never played for 25 well, people. Hardly anyone were, to apologize to. They were huge before they even... Before they were even a twinkle in anybody's eye, they were already they have the a lot biggest of buzz band in Seattle. In the early days, they had a lot of buzz. Everybody wanted everybody wanted a piece of Death Cab for Cutie, and uh, and they were playing a show, and I was there in the audience, and we were like we were super tight bros already, and and um and they launched into. What was what, what was that song we were just singing? Uh, think, no, I think they caught me on the downslide. Pictures in an exhibition. Yeah, they started playing it, and at the time, this was before their first record came out. It was kind of the hit. It was kind of their hit. Right, the song that they knew was really connecting with people, and everybody was like, "I love that song." Right, and uh, and they start to play. It rock. It rocks more it rocks. straightforwardly it rocks. than a lot of their stuff from the time. Yeah, ding 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 ding. I love it all, but I mean, it, it was less ponderous, arpeggiated stuff. But he pointed at me and said, get up here and sing it. Oh, shit. And I wasn't sure that I knew the words because, mm -hmm. you know, when I listen to music, like I don't, even though I, I love the lyrics, I, it's not like I, I commit them to memory. You listen to the first couple seconds and skip to the next Yeah, song. and then skip to the next. And yeah. then that's why I listen to records. <laughs> Uh, and you know, and Ben is a younger guy and he's, you know, everybody consumes music a different way. Right. So a Absolutely. lot of everybody's listening for different stuff. And like one problem with the live performance is like, you don't may not realize that's that like, if you're somebody like me, who's listened to crazy train that many times, you have certain parts where like, if they don't do it this one way, you'll be bummed. Like every, you have such a personal relationship with the performance of a song. And then you go and see it live and like this galoot's going to come up there and, and sing the the, the pretty Ben Gibbard part. I think that Ben is somebody who, when he loves a song, he learns the lyrics. Like if he, if he oh, yes. loves a record, like he learns all the lyrics. Absolutely. And so he was like, get up here, man. And I, and I was like, no, 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 no. Right. And he goes, come on. But you can and, tell he and, meant it. 
Oh, he fully was like, you know, come on, sing it. And I was, and I knew the lyrics, but I wasn't sure. I didn't want to get up there and brain fart and be like, yeah, the Royal castle holds the, you know, like I knew them all, but maybe not in the right order. Oh yeah. I, I listened to a cover. Oh, no, no, I listened no, no, to no. Bella Sebastian doing a cover today, and like they 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 kind of ate it on "Waiting for the Man" about Lexington One Two Five, and you could you, you could tell they're probably bummed because yeah, they obviously adore the Velvet Underground One Two Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel sucking dirty, more dead than alive. More You're absolutely you put it alive. the perfect way. I know all the words. I just don't know if I know them in order. Yeah, and it's like the if, thing. If somebody and I didn't want to be up there like going to him like, "What's the next line?" You know, because it's so fun. And but also I had that little bit of I don't know the the imposter syndrome or something, and I was like, mm-hmm. no 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 no, and he did it a third time like get your ass up here and say and the band's in full flight you know they're playing the the, the song and he's no, like that's, that's pretty intimidating I'm not gonna sing it you get up here but he's 23 you know and yeah. I'm like it's rock music what's the worst thing that can happen and everybody's looking at me like what are you, what are you gonna do and a third time I was like no. I'm not, and he, and he shrugged and kind of was like, all right, then Oh, and I've never seen them do that. That's not a death cap thing, right? They've never had anybody get up with them and sing a song. <laughs> right. And so for years I was like, oh, I, I wish I'd done it, you know, just for the, just for yeah. the fun, just for being the one time. And just to, to state the obvious, as I like to say, there was no Beatles before the Beatles in this case. Okay. They weren't death cab then i mean you know what i mean it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the band from the oc and all those other things yeah this was early well, days yeah they were this was a pizza parlor or whatever they were playing in and that's why when the when the western state record came out and we were playing those two shows we covered the tune because i felt as a part of that whole process like this record it's 20 years it took for it to come out and everybody's mm-hmm. flying in from out of state oh, all that's these so people cool. 20 cool years ago friends yeah, and i was yeah, like yeah. i'm gonna cover that song i'm gonna play it i'm finally gonna play it and then of course you know he was there and 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 it was like oh all these small things these little details of like why that was such a cool little week it, it comes up because i was i was thinking about it this weekend mm-hmm. like because a lot of people this weekend, for whatever reason, were asking me, do you still play music? You know, like, yes, I do. That's your book. <laughs> but I, do you still play music? Hey, here's a tip. Here's a tip from, for, uh, for your co-hosts of the Roderick Online program. Never ask either of them how the book's going. Just don't do uh, it. How's the book going? <laughs> but, but I, but I, so I had to say, like, I played a bunch of music right before the pandemic. I haven't since, but mm. it's kind of a dumbass question for over the last two years but yeah in march of 2020 you know i was playing i was playing music right up to the right up to the last day hmm. so anyway it, it it was in my mind and i was like oh right there was you know there's a reason for everything sometimes you only know what your lyrics are about uh, un, uh you know two years after you write the song mm-hmm. you're like oh it was always about it, my relationship with oh that yeah you're what you, your understanding of it will change every three years if you're still thinking about it yeah, and that's and that's my realization of about. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler about alert! This. It usually says way more about you than the subject. Uh, yeah, Frank. This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com/supertrain. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage 
with your audience and sell anything you want, your products, the content you create, even your own time. Listen, if you're in the business of, of making stuff, brother, you really need to get you some, uh, get you some Squarespace. Uh, I've been with Squarespace since Christ was a corporal and I've never looked back. You're using Squarespace, in fact, right now, you know, because the Roderick on the Line podcast is and has always been hosted there. But let's talk about you for a minute. How about this? Uh, you remember blogs? Does anybody remember laughter? Well, not a problem. You can create a community on your Squarespace website with a fully integrated commenting system to support threaded comments, replies, and likes. And you can use their powerful blogging tools to categorize, share, and schedule your posts as well. Boy, this stuff has come a long way. One of my favorite things is that all Squarespace sites are optimized automatically for mobile. And that means that your content is going to adjust to look great on every device or dingus. They take care of all of that for you. But let's say you want to go further. I want to save some time on uh, cross-posting. Well, you can. It's built right in. Squarespace can auto-post your content to Twitter, Tumblr, or Facebook, personal or brand pages, you name it. All post entries and images are optimized and tagged, so descriptions and titles will be correct wherever you are posting. It's such a great service. They've been so good to me. They've been good to us. And I, you know, I, I feel very confident saying they're going to be good to you. So please, right now, you go to squarespace.com slash supertrain, get you a free trial, okay? When you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code, supertrain, because that is going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. One more time, squarespace.com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. My catalog is just, it's basically this. <laughs> <laughs> you like me wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep, there's a, there's, there's there's the first day. There's two. <laughs> uh, I don't like to address the audience, but I, I do sometimes. You know, there's a time in this program when I would get really nervous uh, at like minute 70. Mm. I was like, oh, we're so close to landing this space shuttle. Oh, oh sorry, right bad timing. I was just Too about soon, <laughs> but we're so close to making it. And then I would start talking about religion, religion. or race yes. or sex, and you'd be like, I could hear you uh, wincing, like, no, 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 no but no, politics please. in Georgia, like, I know these things. But yeah. so a thing that I do occasionally when we have sponsors here on, on our program is I'll say to John, here's how many, we need at least as many dings. <laughs> and if it seems like I'm congratulating myself for a bit, a little too much, it's because I got to work the dings yeah. title. Yeah, well, and the thing is, what what our listeners, uh, longtime listeners, probably maybe if do we ever not start this know. Patreon, we should just do shows that are just behind the scenes where we literally yeah. do the opposite instead of like whatever's in the show is in the show. But what if the show is about talking about the show? You know, yes, if we just talked about the show for the Roderick entire show off, off the line, just we had up, but... we had a a phase there where we lost a few shows where the show went off the rails in terms of conversation topic. They silently went <laughs> off because people could very well ask, did they not record? And I would just think, oh, man, maybe we didn't record. Well, maybe there were just somewhere daddy couldn't save it. Maybe it got there too were, sad. Maybe there were 90 minutes of a show, <laughs> 75 of which were hilarious, some of yes. the best, and then 15 got real dark. Yeah. Real dark. I talked about the internet of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then somehow I stopped doing that. You know, I think, I think maybe yeah, that's you yelled at me down. one time. You were like, God damn it. God damn it. Oh, that doesn't sound like me, but that is the kind of thing I would say, which is like, Hey, look, you I sublimate mad. my entire personality to have a career. 
It, to you, the listener, you will think all I am is pure id. Well, the pure id is my opportunity to do something somebody might find entertaining. But behind the scenes, I am cuckolded left and right by every person I work with. It's I am I I I I'm I'm basically I'm a coat rack, oh. you know, in a lot of ways. No, it's what I do. It's my role because oh. it's about the work. Mm. Is the work stupid? It's incredibly stupid, mm. but it's still the work. What did I say? Dings? Hunting for dings? What did I say? Yeah, hunt for dings. I had a good title. <laughs> hunting for dings. That sounds racist. Yeah, hunting for hunting dings. For that's a, dings. you know what? That's the great. That's the the ultimate sport, right? The uh, oh, the uh, the most dangerous game. Yeah, the the noblest of all endeavors. Hunting I was for thinking dings. about covers this morning because, like I say, I don't know. I just woke up and I had a yen to hear some Bell and Sebastian, and uh, I was I was a really big fan of theirs. Especially I in the remember. early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I think they're really neat. I think they're really interesting. I love that guy's lyrics. But, you know, they were also, I don't know how to describe it. I, I, I wouldn't pretend to like be able to describe them in a way they would, but they were very Christian? interesting. Not Christian per se, Scottish. Um, but, but they would do stuff like they didn't want to be photographed. And it, was, it wasn't because they were like divas. It was because they had, they, they, I mean, there's there's been bands like that in history, like where you don't necessarily know what they look like. But there was stuff I remember hearing, like they don't like being photographed on their albums, and like they'll only perform if every current member of the band is on stage and performing. Wow. Well, there was this thing where, like, yeah, if, our, if uh, what her name is not Elizabeth, but like if the if the cellist isn't available, like it, it ain't gonna happen. Um, but but it's so you know, time passes, you get older. There's so much fun. I mean, and one of the live shows, live songs I heard today, he made a fucking Ferris Bueller joke, and I'm like, oh, you're such a dad. That's fun. But I was just thinking about covers. They had a thing they did. If memory serves, uh, they would whenever they go somewhere well, for a period, it was said that Bell and Sebastian, whenever they toured, would play a cover by a well-known band, ideally from that city. So when they're in Belfast, they play this totally rocking fucking three guitar version of the boys are back in town. And it's not ironic. Like Stuart is fucking rocking. And guess who's back in town today? <laughs> like he's really, he's leaning into it. I was just, I was thinking about covers and I, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole about this, but I, I do think it's kind of interesting that, you know, there's that, you see like that guy, that guy who wears his own shirt to play on stage at a concert mm. or like mm, that guy, there's a, you know, that's a pretty original, that guy. Well, the different kind of that, there's the, that guy who's somebody like Richard Kind, or you're like, oh, it's that guy from the movie. But then there's that guy, or as I like to say, sometimes that particular guy, we are that guy, guy that wants to speak to a manager or whatever. But one of the original in my circles, that guy was, you don't, you don't wear your own band's shirt, mm. especially like at a venue and very, mm. you do not wear your own shirt on stage. Like, did, but did we, did we need to even talk about that? Not really. Wait, I was okay. thinking about this very, this very thing, really? this very morning. No. Because, because, um, my daughter's mother is out of town for a week and on the way, and I drove to the airport, uh, the crack of dawn this morning. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how she barely fit all the stuff into the suitcase because she was, cause it's the, it's springtime in the Northwest. So you need all the clothes for if it's 75 degrees and all the clothes for if it's 45 degrees. Oh, you got to do, uh, well, I'm going to call it contingency packing. You have to pack for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, and, I, and what I said to her was, you know, the thing about you can buy one when you get there. Oh, yeah. Toothpaste. Is that, do you not know, get almost, stressed about toothpaste. They have it everywhere. There's that, but it's also like, you know what? If you need a swimsuit, you can get one when you get there. And that's, that's probably more true for boys than for girls because swimsuits you know for me it's just like whatever but paper bag <laughs> um 
But uh, just like, like, like throwing a burlap sack at an ape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, these are fine. I found them in the airport. But, <laughs> airport but uh, like trucks. <laughs> that thing where you're always putting like three extra t shirts in just yes. in case. Yeah. It's like, you know what? You can always get a t shirt somewhere. Right. Right. And you don't need the extra three. T- three t-shirts and so the thing is traveling to go somewhere like I, the thing i eventually learned is and this is not always true pace to do your research ahead of time as i always do but uh, especially if you're going i don't know if she's going to a conference or a business meeting stuff like that well business. those kinds of things tend to happen it's not going to be in the ozarks like they're often actually near shopping facilities yes. that are able to accommodate the basic needs of people for stuff like that a t-shirt we can work that out but the thing about it is that when you say to yourself, oh, I can get one, when I, if I need that, I can get one there. Yeah. You never do. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a mantra you can say to yourself right, where right, right. If, you're, if you are at the very last minute cramming three extra t-shirts into the cracks of your, of your suitcase, just say, and, oh, I'll but get like, that and importantly, when I, get I just want to underscore like, there's that, there's the real part, but then there's the other part, which is the like, the stress I feel as a result of that. That's the part that fucks me up. I'm not even near TSA yet. I haven't left the house yet. And I'm already stressed out about things that could go wrong because I lack a t-shirt. Yeah. And you can always get one. You can always solve any problem wherever you are. Even if you are not near a store, even if you're at Machu Picchu. (laughs) Yeah. There's probably, you know, like you'll make a t-shirt out of leaves. The thing is, you're not going to need a t-shirt at Machu Picchu because the dirty t-shirt you're wearing is fine. Get your head in the game. But I, as I was telling her this story, I was thinking about the one time in my life we were in Austria or Switzerland. Mm-hmm. It was at the very end of a tour and I had. Oh I'd, no, I see I'd, where this is going I'd and worn, I hate it. <laughs> I'd worn everything a thousand times. Oh, All of my stuff was disgusting. We had like two days I left. I had a t-shirt. And I was like, oh man, it's so gross. I'm so gross. And, and I opened up the van and I pulled a long winter's t-shirt out of the, out of the box and I put it on and I said, fuck it. You know what? Fuck it. I'm that guy. I'm the guy in his oh own my God, you, shirt. But you're the head, that guy. It's You're the head. I mean, it's one thing if... I'm trying to think of people who have famously done this. I want to say I, Metallica. Ira, Ira from Not A Surf, I am 100% sure, has performed in a Not God, A Surf God, he's t-shirt. so handsome. Well, he can get away with it. He can right? get away. But like, I, I want to say Metallica. I mean, there are some bands... I don't want to say Anthrax. They beat my ass. But like, there, it's not... I think it's not quite the admonition that it was, A, 25 years ago, and right. B... In you know college rock or whatever they called it back then you know alt rock college rock yeah. yeah I called it college rock <laughs> anyway <laughs> college rock but like, like you know what I mean what that was it. the real admonition was like you would never see I know you're such a fan of Minutemen you'd never see D Boone probably wearing a Minutemen shirt well you might actually I could see all three of them doing that because they were very into their brand <laughs> uh, yeah right they're into their brand oh my God think about this Henry Rollins and the and the Stripes he yeah, he, he was Rollins. the original that guy. Henry Rollins, who he, he you know, he had a they, tattoo they of his band a, before he was in the band. <laughs> yeah, sure. They they uh, they sold out the metro, but you know, he still had to sleep in the in the box truck. He had to sleep in the box truck, Marilyn. I don't know if you know this, but uh, you know, he's he has a lot of thoughts about touring in a van. He does. He Do you does. remember the shirt? I'm gonna tell you, well, you know, I have I have some awesome memorabilia uh that I treasure from you, including that wonderful pretend to fall poster a bunch you signed, but I don't I don't know if I've ever owned a long winter's t-shirt, which is weird because they're amazing. Well, I love the white castle one. Yes. 
Don't I yell loved at me. the one. Oh, who was that one really nice guy from the Pacific Northwest? That guy he made his own shirts, right? Didn't the one uh, guy, you're like, talking about Brian guy, Leroy Taylor? That guy? maybe, but no, the guy with the leather wristband. Didn't he make his own shirts? Uh, but but you've had good shirts, but they're never like I could never. They were never at the merch table or whatever. Like yeah. Well, because we never brought a merch person, and if you, you got know, any extra anything that Sean Wolf has made, I I would uh, I, I would PayPal you for that. I do, I do have those. You're are you still a medium? You still a men's medium, or are sure. you, have you are you a large now? Which which do you prefer? Oh, I prefer a large. Yeah, that way my yeah. kid can wear it too. But the we we share clothes. I'm wearing a pair of Dickies right now. I thought oh. it was going to be fun. Oh, John, the rise is back. Thirty six thirty. Thirty is the shortest length that they make, and I still have four inches of cuff to accommodate. They got a long rise. Uh, you know, but seriously. Uh, but So do you remember what shirt it was? Well, which uh, design or whatever? Uh, so, you was know, like I like a white had... t-shirt with like a... Oh, oh, at the time? No, it was one, I think that was designed by Anna Banana. It had a bird and a tree. It was kind of a flowery tree oh, and a bird. Oh, and it wow. had some flowery... It's like a silhouette winters. of a bird? No, it was, it had colors. It was... It was like it wasn't the silhouette bird. It was a it was a later bird. Did it say you know the long winters could winters on it? It did. Yeah. Oh shit. We could never settle on a look or a brand. Sometimes we were little that could. uh, You guys were so hard to pin down in a million ways, and I think that's part of the appeal in a way that you you did that in a way that was from what you've described kind of off putting in some Mm. of your earlier bands. But in Mm. the long winters, I think that was part of the the appeal. Is like you you might come out and the. One could not guess what cover you would do and how you would do it if you did a cover, which was, mm. you know what I mean? Like that was, the, you listen to Pretend to Fall and there's a reason Jokes Have Left the Room. It's absolutely one of my favorite albums of all time. And it's absolutely one of the best sequenced albums of all time. It's because yeah. it's like a little Whitman sampler of, of, your, of the things that you love. Western culture. You love Western yeah. culture, history yeah. of ideas, but no, yeah. I'm seriously, I'm not, I'm not jerking your gherkin. Like that's part of what makes you guys made you guys so interesting is like you could go from like blue diamonds to like the side one of uh, of pretend fall is quite a journey. Mm-hmm. So what's the shirt for that going to be? Oh, right, I know, I know, right? A, a giant. So death did you have eagle? to go on stage? Was Maybe. it just to drive, or did you need to go on stage wearing it? I don't think, I think what it was, this maybe is even worse. I never went on stage in a long winter's t-shirt, but I think I was like doing interviews with Swiss journalists. Oh no. And you know, the Swiss, who knows what they think. If you brought your cape, I'm just saying. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like if I had it all to do over again, I would have just, uh, I would have just used an eyebrow pencil more often. Uh, more often than never, because which is so what I never scallop. No, but like if if you look at those Peter Gabriel pictures from uh, you know from Lamb Lies oh, Down really on Broadway, pop, yeah. You know he's really got some. Uh, he's put a bunch of eyebrow makeup on, and he looks so dramatic. It's, it's white privilege. It's Peter Gabriel privilege. You could give yourself that dumb fucking haircut that he had during oh, the I best had, years I of had Genesis. Every dumb haircut. That's but he sure. did that thing where like it wasn't even a tonsure. He just did this weird thing. That he kept somebody or he caused to happen kept happening on purpose, which is he had normal, kind of like prog rock hippie long hair, but then he would just shave this big divot oh, out of the oh, front. I know, and it was so odd looking. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't support that. But the I, if I had just been a little weirder, that's the thing. Oh, if I had yeah. just been a little queerer, rather than an no, uncle, uncle who, whose name nobody can remember. Yeah, no, it's I what that. So I've always been, as you know, queer adjacent, right? Mm-hmm. Right up against queer, leaning on it sometimes. 
You know, yeah. like fall that, asleep. That's a neighborhood you're not afraid to, to drive through. No, I, fall, I, I lay my head down on Queer's shoulder and I fall yeah. asleep on a long Roll bus drive. Roll up the windows, yeah. But what I don't ever do is let that out. I don't let it out. Mm. I always mm-hmm. I'm dre- I always sort of dress like like somebody needs help with their chainsaw. You know, like, oh, let's call, the, let's call this guy. Uh, oh, but that's not true. I mean, sometimes I dress very flamboyantly, but I don't go all the way to like, I, I I never morph. Right. I'm thinking about know? I'm thinking of like a, a band I love of Montreal, where like th- this band that's so rocking, but they just scream queer energy. You couldn't go, you couldn't say gay, you couldn't say, you know, non-binary. You couldn't say it's just whatever. They're having a fucking like Scrooge McDuck treasure bath explosion of queerness that they are celebrating like every little switchback of. And there's so you're not much like, of you're, that you don't present like that. No, there's so <laughs> much of that in me, right? Mm-hmm. But I never, like, I, re- I remember when I was 19, I said, I should get my ears pierced. I want to wear some, you know, some like gold. And I don't have, I don't, and I don't have, like, I try to wear rings and I can't do it. They bother oh, me. Rings. You know, they I'm get in my way. Guy. And the, and I, and I try to wear, uh, like, uh, bracelets, but I don't like them. You know, those are my hands. I'm doing stuff with those. Like, I'm. Well, wait, I'm, you want that? You want that clacking against your tailpiece while you're jamming? No, you don't. And you want a you know, floppy charm bracelet while you're up there, up there, you know, suffering for fashion? I think not. How are you going to fix somebody's chainsaw if you got all this shit on your? Well, well, your whole brand is basically a guy who walks up to somebody working out on a car and says, uh, what, you, "What you got going on there? <laughs> what you doing? You a clang, clang, clang? You got bangles going off? You, you got, got the fucking liberator stopper in your ear? Fuck and, that! You know, and I tried to wear some neck things, like I had that puka shell necklace, and everybody <laughs> mocked me and laughed <laughs> but at me because you, you were wearing because you looked like a lacrosse sexual assault. <laughs> Alter. Like you, but you I had on you know, puka shells over thing. like a Lacoste. I said, I said the puka <laughs> shells that my sister gave them to me back in the seventies. Yeah, and like, 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 yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah. Unfortunately, you don't get like now. a little museum card that explains your look to strangers. Oh. And you know, <laughs> multimedia. But, and I wasn't going to get any piercings. Like I went around for a while, and I was like, everybody I knew was getting piercings. There must have so much like, pressure to do that back then. Well, and I, you know, and I was like, well, if I'm going to get a piercing, then I'm going to get one on my ding dong because that's the what they call that gonna, prince albert in a can what's it called yeah there's so many of them there's a lot. you can you can put one on the top isn't you can there put one where you put it through your donkus and through the yeah. tip and they chant it to your leg like that uh, canadian singer in the 80s yeah but i'm not gonna do that you're I'm not gonna do that i was at a i that's was a at big a surprise for somebody you're dating i was at a party this weekend and the guy uh, out at kurt timmermeister's house he comes up in the show sometime uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. kurt has built a bunker on his farm that he has, it's a concrete bunker under the ground that he <laughs> okay. has made the entrance look like it's a, like he made the entrance out of stone and it's kind of embedded in the hillside. So it looks like a grotto, like maybe somewhere that there would be an icon or a, a piece hang, of the Hang on. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I found a picture of Peter Gabriel shaving the divot into his head while laughing. I, I miss what you said. Tim, yeah. Tim Herkenflurkin. No, no. Is, yeah. Yeah. Tim Herkenflurkin. He's got a, a good, he's got a bunker that's also a grotto. Is it a monk hole? Yeah. It's bigger than that. It's it's a it's a full on it's a full on bomb shelter, but oh, it's shit, underground. Dog. And and it's um you know it's on this farm where he makes his own cheese. Oh, and oh. Uh, and <laughs> he has he's decided he's 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 evolved now and is a photographer. Oh, neat. And he's taking he's taking photographs and he had an art opening, but his photographs were all in his crazy uh piece of the true cross farm bunker okay and uh and so so you know at in the course of this party we all kind of circulated around the uh, the farm you know everybody's drinking uh 
rosé. People oh. are getting drunk and spilling wine on each other. And uh, and I go. I'm there with Chris Ballou. And um, and oh, I and love Bar- hanging out with Chris Ballou. I know he's he's a lot of fun. He's such a nice man. He's very. He writes nice. me notes sometimes, and I, I can't even. I don't. I'm not trying. I don't mean that as like a flex, but it's like he's just so generous. You know, I, so I spent the night at his house because they've all moved. Everybody of my generation of a certain kind of rock person has moved to Vashon Island. And I didn't realize this until huh. I went to this party at Kurt Timmermeister's house. Oh, And I it's see. like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. Oh, I live on Vashon now. Vashon, yeah. Uh, whoa, how, you know, where have you been? Oh, I live on Vashon now. And so we're do, all- Do you feel on- like in part that might have been something where it either happened or it started to catch up with you because of- COVID times, like over those two years, you hadn't seen people often enough that when it did happen, it's impossible not to notice that pattern. I think, you know, cause I looked at houses on Vashon and I, at like three years ago and I said, oh my, you know, I don't want, my daughter's living in Normandy park. I don't want to live on Vashon. It's right there. Can you, can you I can me a, see Vashon. Two sentences on Vashon Island. I've never heard of it. So Vashon Island is an enormous Island in Puget Sound. It's one very short ferry ride away from <laughs> West Seattle. Okay. It is close enough. There, there are two places that, well, so, you know, Washington state ferry system is the largest ferry system in the United States and one of the largest ferry systems in the world. And there are all these islands in Puget sound and people can commute to work in Seattle via ferry boat. I see. Okay. So when I was born, we lived in Kingston, Washington, and my dad worked downtown in the Dexter Horton building and he commuted via ferry hmm. and he could take one of two ferries. He could take the Kingston ferry to Edmonds and then drive to Seattle. Okay. Or he could drive down to Bainbridge Island, take the Winslow ferry, which took him right to downtown Seattle. And so my mom and dad had four different cars. They had a car in Winslow. They had a car in, in Kingston. They had a car in Edmonds and a car in Seattle. That is some complicated commuting and living. This is 1969 or whatever, and or Jiminy. 66 before I was okay. born. And they did this thing. I've told you this, where my, where uh, every time the ferry boat would come into Kingston, it, you know, it honks the horn and my mom would go to the kitchen window and look out and there's the ferry. And if my dad was on the ferry, as he walked off the ferry, he would raise his arm as he got down, as he, oh as my he walked God. down the plane. That's and, so cool. I love stuff like that. My dad would always put whenever, wherever my dad was sitting on a plane, he put the time, his time magazine in the window. So we could always see where he's sitting. Oh, that's a great idea. And don't you love stuff like that? So she would just wait. She, every time the ferry honked, she would go look out the window. And if one, if he had his arm up, she'd get in the car and go get him. I get it. Yeah. But anyway, he, there's no cell phones. There's no, probably no phony phones. He has to no. like assume slash hope that she caught the high sign. Wasn't trying to get a pie out of the oven. Yeah, and the thing is, the thing is, if she didn't come, he could just walk okay, around. Sure, sure. You know, it was a mile and a half or whatever. Well, that's so sweet. But, but Vashon Island, the mm. ferry doesn't go to downtown Seattle. It goes to West Seattle, and then it's a weird, like a like kind of a pretty awkward drive from the Fauntleroy ferry terminal to downtown Seattle. So, okay. but but there are people that commute. The thing is, Vashon is huge. And it, so it's got the, what I'm getting from you though, is like, it's, I mean, this is, I really do not mean this disrespectfully, but like, I want one of the houses that I, uh, an apartment that I looked at when I first got here, I mean, it's so much easier to choose where I am now is it was on treasure Island. 
oh. which is for folks who don't know, is basically partway on the Bay Bridge. It's basically between... part of the Bay Bridge. Yeah, a, I mean, a weird, it's, I like, think town. it was an. I think it's if memory serves, it's an artificial island that was built for like the um, World Expo or something like that. Anyhow, it's fine, and you can go there, and you know, it's mostly a military base now, but it really feels like something. I don't know, like, like not Wicker Man precisely, but definitely a British folk horror location where, like, this hospital used to be in operation and, and now we, we use it to turn people into scarecrows or something. Yeah. Very fucking weird. It, but it was so isolated. And just think from now on, like, whatever you can't get on the island, yeah, they have a bus that goes there. You're going to have to get in your fucking car and get on the Bay Bridge to, like, get groceries, nicer groceries. It's so, but, but, like, the corollary being Vashon Island is you get not isolation. You get like privacy and doing your own thing and being away for hustle bustle, but you're not isolated. Is that the idea? Well, so that's kind of the idea. The wonderful thing about Vashon is that it's very rural, even still horses, goats, chickens, farms, that's cool. people doing farming for a living. And until 10 or 15 years ago, it was mostly that, Whoa. uh, just, a and, and, and the parts that aren't farmed are deep in the trees, <clears throat> but it's an Island. So there's waterfront houses all the way around the outside. As it always, well, how, what has it historically attracted in terms of the folks, you know, for example, we like talk about like Eureka Valley, which became the Castro before that was the, the big gay neighborhood in the 60s, 70s, mostly seventies. Before that, it was mostly, that was where like nurses and firefighters and cops lived. Who was on just, just farmers. Is that what they, they had just had? No, like, like, like for instance, before the war, there were Japanese families there, uh, mm -hmm. growing strawberries. Okay. Oh. And then kind of, you know, even as far back as the twenties and thirties, uh, people had little, little beachfront vacation shacks and, okay. you know, fishing shacks and then big, big farms, horse farms and, and orchards. Thank you very much. That helps me. And then in the, in the fifties, it became more like, oh, now we're going to build little, uh, little beach houses because the population's growing and it's, and it's a close commute to the city. The thing is, it's a close commute to the city, except it's not Ooh. because turns out if you live on the Island, like, so I was at Chris Ballou's house. We're having a, we're having a dinner party. It's a wonderful party of some old friends. Uh -huh. And, um, and the party goes late, we're talking, we're laughing. And then I said, as anyone who has to take a ferry knows, I said, oh, what time's the last boat? Oh yeah. And they said, well, it's 20 minutes to the ferry terminal from here. And the last boat is at 1157 and it's now, you know, 1115. And I was like, I can make it. Mm -hmm. I can make the last boat, but I it's like such a drag to leave mm. this party right now when it's getting good. Mm -hmm. And Chris said, you can spend the night. Oh, and so I stayed over. It's this, they have a wonderful place. And then in the morning I did the 20 minute drive. You kind of, you have to go through the little town. I mean, you is don't some, have to, somebody like drop you off or do you, is it a car ferry? That's, it must be a car. It's ferry. A car, oh, it's a car ferry. All, yeah. all the Seattle ferries, except for one is they're all car ferries. Okay. But I had an appointment in the city. And it's, and the appointment in the city, let me tell you, Merlin, it's mm. not by the West Seattle ferry terminal. Mm. So I'm like 20 That's minutes. That's inconvenient to you. They should, they should have had the appointment be there. See, mm -hmm. 20 minutes to the ferry. And then you got to wait for the ferry because even if you get there right at the time that the ferry is supposed to leave, it's never 
that's and the thing is, as much as people out. rely on fairies, I have a friend whose family lives kind of uh, well in a similar kind of situation. And from what I can gather, fairies are dependable, like Muni. They're dependable until they're not. They can be a little bit capricious. Mm. There's like that's rules right. that only the locals know about days exactly. of the week and stuff like that, weather things. Exactly. Yes, and this and, oh, and the Vashon Terminal has another ferry that goes to Southworth, which is like a ferry that is going to nowhere. Like, like Southworth is four hay bales that are covered with moss, and there's a <laughs> and there's a place for the for the ferry to, to land. Put your ferry here. This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Truebill. You can learn more about Truebill right now by visiting truebill.com/supertrain. How many free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, long after forgetting to cancel? Fight back against scammy subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, you don't want, or you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill, and I saved $840 a year on car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Supertrain. You go right now to Truebill.com slash Supertrain. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Supertrain. Our thanks to Truebill for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. There's a little, there's a little store that sells ice cream in the summer, you know? Aww. And But I'm not, I don't want to go to Southworth. So you, you get, get down there. You got to get to that appointment that's not near where you are. Exactly. Yeah. You get to the ferry terminal and you're like, oh, there's a boat. You know, there's a boat here. I got oh. here just in time. And then, no, that's going to Southworth, my friend. Mm. Southworth, a place no one wants to go. Oh, no. But then you take the half hour long ferry ride across the sound. Then you got to get off the ferry with everybody else who's also getting off the ferry. It's like, it sounds like it's a whole thing. And then you got to get to where you're going. Oh, Jiminy. And so that amount, and that's not much to get over, considering there are p probably people listening. But to there's a lot of points of failure, as I've said. Yeah, my kid now knows this better than me. Is like if you any, if you can take Muni somewhere, you'll be mostly fine. Mostly, anytime you add a transfer, like it's like adding an order of magnitude or two <laughs> to what can go wrong. And what you're describing there, there's a lot of places that there's a lot of places that chain of transportation could break. There, there are people listening to this show that commute every day to work for an hour, right? Mm -hmm. That live way out on Long Island or in New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, you get on the highway, you get off the highway, you're at work. Or you get on a train, you, you, you know, your, your spouse takes you to the train station, yeah. you wait for the train, you take the train into the city, then you, all this. There, there, there are people that are going, what are you talking about? That doesn't sound that bad. It sounds idyllic, but it's just enough uh -huh. that what it does is when somebody says, hey, I'm playing tonight. You should come to the show. Oh, the famous sort of, uh, do you want to come to our Christmas party in yeah. like Rock Ridge? It's like, I do, but. I do, but wow. It's like 20. Did I tell it, you? It was all I could do to, to see John Mulaney in, at Berkeley at 7 p.m. a couple weeks ago. It's my favorite comedian. 7 p.m. It's just that, right over there, too. It's, it's just, just right enough that it's like, oh, yeah. man. But the thing about uh, this trip over there and seeing all these friends is mm. 
Uh, oh, they all live on Vashon now. Okay. So there's a whole little town here and they're all, you know, they're, they all have their favorite little weird restaurants and, and, you know, and all these restaurants are places where you, you go and you order the, the fish and they burned it on one side, but they serve it with the burn side down. So you're <laughs> like, oh, this is your first time dining with us. <laughs> we do things a little bit different here. That's a little weird. <laughs> you know, could you just cook it normal? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you, that's one where you throw it in you the go garbage back in there and, and you, cook it you normal. do it again. But, you know, but, and the thing is all the people that are living out there are people that I love and sure. people, and, and in a way, like people, I wish over the years I'd had the ability to have more casual re- friendships with them. The kind mm-hmm. of casual friendship that you would have if you all lived on an island together. I always think of college and just that, that like, I know I was unprepared to go from the explosion of mostly friends, but just acquaintances and familiar faces, the explosion of 519 other faces that I recognize to suddenly being like, here's the people you work with and the person you get your bagel from. And that's the new people in your life. It's weird that with you, you don't, I was unprepared for the abruptness of not having regular opportunities to meet a variety of different people. Yeah. It's weird when it happens, right? It was, and, well, you know what I'm saying though? It's like, it's, it's cool and interesting. And yet, you know, like item 75 where you shouldn't have to go to college to have that. But when it goes away, I just, didn't, I, I'm dumb. Like I went to an okay, good school, but I never got a session on going, transitioning to the real world where your life is now wings and softball with the same 40 people. And what, what's great about it is that everybody's in their fifties and they all have, it sounds uh, idyllic. Yeah. They all have these weird houses on 10 acres and, um, and they are just having dinner parties because everybody's in their career enough that they don't have to leave this Island very often. Uh And I was like, wow. When I was thinking about it before the pandemic, it seemed like it was going to be a big pain in the neck to come over and, and be you know, a daily part of my daughter's life. But mm. now, well, I mean, as soon as the pandemic hit, I was like, why didn't I move to Vashon? I could be living in a lighthouse right now. It's for, you oh, know, nobody could, it doesn't. Anyway. People would, people would love it if you were the lighthouse keeper. And one day, one day. You get so much done. One day. I know. But yeah, you get so much done because the light comes around and then you write real fast when the light is on the paper it's, and then it but goes But it's like the, being a professional, like you're a professional uh, meditation topic, but mm. your whole job is to just have, not have people hit the lighthouse. So can one people, of the guests- Can people know not to hit the lighthouse? Did I change the light? Is it good? Yep. <laughs> yep. I'll be up here not looking at Twitter. Thank you. But so I'm down in this cave, <laughs> this cheese cave, because- because what he built the cave for, I think is he that built, where he stores that's where he stores and ages his cheeses. Yeah, I think he built it in order to age his cheeses <laughs> because he makes cheese. I'm not on laughing at him. It's just a funny word, and to have like basically uh, a dungeon do fromage is funny to me. Yes, dungeon do fromage. But he's a photographer right now, Kurt Timmermeister, and so he's using the cheese cave as a gallery for his black and white portraits of people. And I walked in and I'm walking around and there are, there are several portraits on the property of people who have penis piercings and the pe- and their penises are connected to their leg by a chain. Right. That, that's the one, I, that's the Royal one I was trying to remember. Yeah. Yeah. The Royal Enfield. The, ro- the and, Royal Enfield. You're saying like, it could be uh, like a, like, like a, prin- a Prince Philip in a can. Yeah. It's a King Jacob. It's the one where the, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. I see yeah, what you're saying. It's, it's, a, it's, 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 the, it's the wisdom of Solomon, they call it. Exactly. It's the Jane Child. Morning. That's the name of the Canadian singer. 
Remember, yes. don't want to fall Child. in love. And she and she very famously, her whole bit, not her whole bit, I'm sure in her homeland, she was revered. But in the United States, circa 1988, she was famous because Jane Child. She had, first of all, she had a funny haircut. And mm. then she had a, a ring on her nose that attached, I want, or maybe her cheek. Oh, right. She right. had something that she had two parts that attached via a Canadian chain. Yeah, a Canadian chain, right? Yes, and and I, I and, and that's, a, that's one, one of the original things that I looked at and said: if you get that snagged as you go over the top of a chain link fence running from the cops, oh Jimmy, you yes. are going to hang from that nose ring, and that's going to suck. I would not want to. If I if I had Prince Albert in a can, I would I would, I don't know. I already don't no. like thinking about my dick. And no. if I'm climbing a, a fence with an Israeli girl, you know, and she didn't have time yeah. to change out of her heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm man. We are an attractive nuisance for somebody. That's I a PLO read, type situation. You know, I'm I'm trying. I'm still trying real hard not to be on the regular internet. I went on Facebook today and left some oh. hilarious comments on some things, and then I got out as fast as I could. Oh. But it wasn't fast enough because people already started messaging me. Ugh. They were like, "Oh, Facebook tells me that you're here," and I was like, "I'm not here." But I read some post where somebody on some thread, you know, a, a, a woman said, I never, uh, I never wear shoes that I can't climb a chain link fence in. Oh shit dog. Ever since. And what was it? What did she say? It was something about, uh, uh, uh she watched some now. Na- oh, it was, she, she'd seen all the footage after nine 11, mm. all the women coming up from downtown, walking in their bare feet because their, okay, their heels lesson were learned. Fire. And I was like, yes. there it is. She's never going to go to work again without See, without but, but this is, this is, she's also teaching us a very important lesson, if I may say, which is that when something like that happens, you don't need to be scared about that happen, y- y- happening. Like you need to take note of that and learn from that. Mm. And you, now you don't have to be scared. You cannot control what goes on in the world. You cannot control the stuff that you can't control a priori, but you can choose shoes better on a go forward basis choose better shoes right choose better shoes choose shoes but i remember at 19 mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna get my ears pierced and it's okay. gonna be so cool i'm sure. gonna look like adamant mm-hmm. and the thing is you get them pierced right and then you never you don't take them out he had you great get- earrings especially the pirate motif he would have oh, like kind of dangly was, yeah like he was such and a like handsome the, man definitely goody two shoes but oh even a sand deliver you know, you know, that was my stand deliver was my favorite song for two years when I was. A kid. Is that right? Yeah, I could yeah, see yeah. that. I could see. Because you know, I used to make you would never believe this. I used to make lists every month of my favorite what? forty songs. Come on. Uh huh. <laughs> that and that and uh, the song that I called "Teenage Wasteland." That and Bob <laughs> O'Reilly were were always vying for top position. The first kid I ever knew who had a computer, Gal- Galvin Gavin Ralston. Gavin Ralston is a very Jerry Lewis name. Gavin Ralston <laughs> had the first computer I ever uh-huh. I ever knew a kid to have. Okay. And Gavin and I were on the school bus one time, and, and he said, uh, and I, and he was talking about his computer. And I was like, and we had, you know, there was computer. Computers would be around, but like there's not that many computers that were fun. The first computer I ever saw in a house was was the the most like in, the most singularly incel rich boy that I knew as a as a, and he had he had like whatever somebody Syracuse would be able to say but he had a very very old like a, probably pre Sinclair like a very old computer and he'd written a program that would make fun of you and it, that pretended to be a dating app and then everybody who came to the house would have to do the program oh how fun and say oh Mrs Myers your son your son is so smart it was he's funny. so precocious he's so does smart. he live on an aircraft carrier now he's, he's twenty seven. <laughs> um, so, so Gavin and Gavin had what was a, his name again? <laughs> Gavin Ralston. He had a Mr. Spock haircut 
So oh, you know, he, ladies. He had black hair and he <laughs> cut it right across the eyebrows and then combed it forward. That's a smart look. And he had a computer and he reaches into his back. We're talking about his computer. Yes. He reaches into his backpack and he pulls out an enormous, you remember dot, dot matrix uh, connected paper. Uh, oh, what, you, you tear off the frilly underwear on the sides? Yeah. What was yeah. What, were, what was that paper called? Line I feed. To line it. feed paper. Line feed paper. He mm -hmm. pulls out a stack of line feed paper that looks like you just, it looks like a stack that you just pulled out of the package. Like it's an entire it's still like It's still like attached. We're like in a, a fan interleaved. Uh, you, well, and it's it's like an inch thick, this, this pad. Okay. And I'm, I'm intrigued. It, he hands it to me and it's every album he owns in an alphabetical list. Oh my gosh. Printed out dot matrix printer. Oh my goodness. And why did he have it with him? He had it with him because it was the, at the time, the singular accomplishment of his seventh grade life. It represented what could only be a thousand hours of inputting, you mm. know, Elvis Costello, you know, like, <laughs> and then the uh, the additional thousand hours it would have taken his Adam original and the ants prince his, his original <laughs> uh, printer to print all that shit out <laughs> he handed it to me and he said if you want it you can keep it what? i have i have uh, i have more Whoa. i have others and i said gavin why would i want a printout of your record collection that's a good question and he was like he didn't have an answer. He was like, I don't I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah, it's an amazing it thing that I've done yeah. and I'd like to share it with everybody. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow. And he, you know, he had a lot more records than I would have thought. Sure. But the, I would like to give you the lightest possible homework because the, the delight of this is you will get to go and hear one of the best singles of the eighties, which is stand and deliver. Yes. Adam and the ants, Adam and the ants, please. It was Adam, Adam and, and the ants. Yes. Stuart. Not Stuart Goddard, whatever his name is. It's him plus plus. Uh, 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 I, I believe didn't didn't. So first, Malcolm McLaren poached Adam and the Ants to make I want to make um bow wow wow. I want candy. Bomp -a -dom -a -dom but but I can tell you because there's a mnemonic for this from the album Prince Charming. Marco Merrick, Gary Lee, well, Marco Merrick, Gary Lee. Gary Tibbs and yours truly in the naughty north and the sexy south. We're all singing. I have the mouth. Go watch the video. For, I think it's for you know, and it's back when he had the white stripe, you know, across mm -hmm. his, uh, the, the 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 original pirate look, the like <laughs> ant music look, and it's really closer to ant music in spirit than it is to Prince Charming. That's just what they put it on. Um, the video, he's very sexy, he's so very sexy. sexy. Do you remember? There are two actors in that video that I'm pretty sure you're going to recognize from their later work. Well, there's a, it, there's a, the people Lawrence in the Olivier? coach, the I'm the Danny High woman that you're too scared to mention. The people mm -hmm. in the coach that's getting robbed. It's the Man drummer, right? Isn't the drummer in there? No, it's oh. the ad now. Now this is there. These are going to both seem a little obscure until you just go look them up. One is, uh, I believe his name is Simon Cowell, the actor, oh, no the actor who was in like, like so the Merchant Ivory movies. Oh, he's very funny. He's the gay guy in Four, Four Weddings and a Funeral with the the deaf boyfriend. Uh huh. Simon Cowell, very young in that. The other one, one Amanda Donahoe. The lady from uh, Lair of the White Worm and other things. She's the she's the the sexy lady, and I think they dated at one point, Mister Ant and Amanda. All I'm going to say is this won't make a ton of sense until y'all go back and watch this, which might be one of the great songs of the '80s, one of the great singles, one of the great. Oh, oh, and they're doing the Bowie thing where it's like what was what I'm looking for? Not polarized, but uh, 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 you know, like that that uh, ashes to ashes look that everybody copped from Bowie. Anyway. 
I just love that song. Now, I don't have that paper, but I, I should probably update my list. Oh, uh, you're talking about your your list of records. You were talking about his computer, yeah. and then he handed you a bunch of paper with uh, Philly, Philly underwear sides. Did you ever have your ears pierced? Did you ever have an ear, ear pierced? Oh, I must have told this story. It I, seems like you I did. I must have told this story 1,000 times. Yeah. You know the short yeah, version? Can I give you the short yeah, version? Yeah, give me the short version of your, your pierced ears. Well, I'm having that bad year. That year between graduating high school in 1985 and starting college in 1986. Yeah, and, tough and year. To, to call Well, yeah, it was a tough year. It was tough for a lot of reasons, health reasons, emotional reasons. Like, I was really sick. I, I think I told you I got sun poisoning from yeah. being on a boat for six hours. And, like, I had, like, a one-month cold sore and the equivalent of mono. I was just very depressed and I, I was, you know, but I had nice, nice depressed friends and we were all really into like the same, like very good music. But anyhow, I, I, I was working at McDonald's at the time and I was my pal Phil and I, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It was a Sunday. I remember specifically it was a Sunday and I had to work in the afternoon, which is never fun. It's just slow enough that it's gross. I'd have to be at McDonald's. Like first it's like, Phil, let's do it. And we drove to the mall, the Gulfview, uh, Gulfview Square Mall. Drive to the mall, go to the earring hunt. I got my ear pierced. I got a gold stud in my left ear. This is going to be probably fall of 85, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, here's the thing. Uh, McDonald's has a rule. You can't have an earring. What? Do they still have that rule? I doubt it. Well, they just didn't want you to get caught in the uh, in the deep fried. And all I can do is give you my memory of this. If any of the facts of this are are wrong or are misplaced, that's fine. But like, so basically, they put this. I believe it's called a stud. They put like it's a gold nubbin with a needle on it. But they punch it through your ear and put this especially like difficult clasp on it. Because why? Because you're not gonna. All you're gonna do is disinfect that for a month. Don't touch it. Don't do anything with it. Do not do brown shoe. Um, and so, but then like it kind of really did occur to me, oh, I need to go to work. Uh-oh. And I did something really ill-advised. Now my friend You took Phil, it out. You took it out right away. I did. My friend Phil, who had been um, a defensive lineman on the football team, was currently in uh, a pretty good metal band, but a tough guy. Very tough mm-hmm. guy. And... Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he had a soft spot, which is nice. Uh, we go into the bathroom at my house, my mom's house. And I spent so long, I think I eventually got needle nose pliers. And I pulled the back off of this earring, oh. which was, and, and Phil was about to vomit. It was so oh. gross. There was so much, it was very Philip Seymour Hoffman at the beginning of Synecdoche, New York. There's a lot of blood. It was really bad. Eventually I put a, I put a uh, Band-Aid, a, a Band-Aid over it. Uh-huh. And then, but you know what? The taking it out sucked, but the getting, getting it back in was worse. The getting it back in, and I do still have the hole there, pardon my saying. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was some very David Cronenberg shit, the entire operation. And reflected the kind of brilliant judgment that I was exercising at that uh, very low point in my life. And were you able to get it back in? Yeah. And did you continue to wear an earring for some period of time? I, I did, but like I, I said this very shortly, quickly, quietly, probably 25 minutes ago, which is like, I'm not an earring guy. Like, yeah. you know, there's like hat people, there's beard oh, yeah. people. Yeah, Dan would tell us that he was a hat person. He says a lot of things. But like, there are people where you're like, shit, you know, or like, or, you know, like a, a leather jacket guy, especially leather vest guy. It's, you, it's really difficult to pull off a leather vest. I've never wanted to, but I'd like to know that I could. It's like Kung Fu. Sure. Now, I, 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 I did this, of course, in the left ear because I'm a guy, you know, and I like girls. And it was and the stuff. 80s. Yeah. It was the 80s. 
But do you remember, was it John Waite? Um, John Waite, I think the guy from The Babies that did uh-huh. that, uh, that really weird video change. Like, uh-huh. I think he had a right, I think he had a right ear, ear ring. And well, yeah. And considered kind of. But, but I was going to get both ears. See, you're talking about a different time. Yeah, because I was a I was Late 90s, people started doing two hoops. But this was 80, I was, I was going to do this in 80. 89. What? No, not even 87. Come on. I was, I was, I was 19. This is the thing, Merlin. I'll lean, I lean my head against queer on a long bus. Oh, ride. that's right. I forgot you drive through there. Right. And yes. so I'm like, I'm just doing it. I'm going for it. I'm going to get two earrings. Okay. And, and I was like, you know, and how sexy is that going to be? About as sexy as there is. John, and, I mean, you, there are a lot of things. I would say you're a hot guy. You, you have, you have a head like a, <laughs> like a mastiff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a like mastiff two fine hams in a cheesecloth bag. I know. I was going to get, I was going to get this. And, are we, and we're that, still going? Keep going. Oh okay. yeah. Just a little so, bit more. So you're, you're okay. Hello. Um, and so John, so, but was that, you were thinking at the time, mid eighties, you were thinking you should go to yourself, uh, hmm. And thought like, it's okay if people think maybe I got a thing going on. Maybe I want to have a thing going on. I got two hoops. I was all this way. I was way, way out. Really? But. Is it, would you say that's as a sort of committed to that approach as you've been? Uh, maybe? well. No? Okay. All right. Yes. Save it for the show. Save it for the yes, show. Yes, because I was, I was, I, I, I look back at that and I feel like that was a crossroads. And if I had gotten the, if I'd gotten those two yeah, rings, you, you dealt I would have, the uh, then I would have, bit, right? I would have drawn in my eyebrows later. Yes. I would have had a pair of leather pants. Oh boy. I would have, anything could have happened. I would have had a little John you could be Waters all of that mustache. Guy. You could be earring guy. You could, could be hat guy. You could be vest guy. You could be chaps guy. I could have had a leather vest. I could have done anything, right? Whew. I could have walked around with a shoulder holster Can't on. Can't be afraid of that neighborhood. And, and here's what I said. What'd you say? I'm 19. Aren't I a little old? I was exactly 19 when I did that. <laughs> oh no. So how so you didn't you didn't do it? You didn't get pierced. No, I said I said you know because because you remember the story about me trying to get a tattoo mm. where I where I went into the tattoo parlor in Colorado and I said, you know, I want a Mr. Yuck oh, on my arm because I'm poison face cuz I'm right? poison. Oh, and he said man. and the guy said, "Are you 18?" And I was like, "No, I'm 17." <laughs> But I'll be 18 in, in 10 days. And he was like, well, come back in 10 days. <laughs> One adult for Blade Runner. And I said, <laughs> and I said, all right, I'll come back in 10 days. And, I'm, and you're going to give me a big Mr. Yuck on my arm because I'm poison. And he was like, yeah, you come back in 10 <laughs> insert, days. Insert rattlesnake noise. <laughs> you come back in 10 days when you're 18. And I was like, all right. Okay. And 10 days. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sounds good. 10 days later, I was like, that's, that was the dumbest idea I ever oh, had. Shit, Thank yeah. fucking God. Yeah. I don't have a huge Mr. Yuck on my arm. And then, and that was when I realized, oh, I'm too stupid to make long-term decisions. I, I don't have friends that talk me out of bad ideas. He, yeah. No, everybody was like, yeah, sure. Do it. you look like an yeah, asshole man, the rest of your life. Baller. Yeah. And, and Get so. Get a barcode, man. Get a barcode. <laughs> what it did was it made me second guess every like super cool queer idea I ever had. Oh shit. Where it was like, oh, you're gonna get your ears. Maybe pissed. it's time for you to have a renaissance. Maybe it's uh it maybe it's time for for your 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 personal uh Arab Spring. 
for your maybe it's yeah. time for you to like park in the neighborhood for a while and maybe get a get a staple in your dingus or whatever kids do now. What's funny is in the late in the late nineties, all the kids were painting their fingernails. All the boys were like, Oh, I'm I'm racy, you know, I'm painting my fingernails mm. black or whatever, because I'm, you know, I'm because uh-huh. I'm dirty or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, I'm too old. I'm twenty. I'm I'm twenty-eight. I'm not gonna paint my fingernails with with white out. Are you kidding yeah. me? I'm not I, I'm not I don't wear jams. I think of Fuck that as so much a late nineties thing. Guys in the so I was in an eighties cover band called Parachute Pants. That, by the way, formed oh, that's good. Well, so like we're everybody we were all just in the same little fucking, you know, rat king of bands and uh-huh. the the cow house, which I think you've played at. Um mm-hmm. one of the owners of the cow house was a drummer in this band and he he was the booker. He was, his Tuesdays were spent trying to figure out how many towels Cheap Trick needed or whatever. And anyhow, um, one time, long story short, um, Bow Wow Wow was coming through to do their their business with Annabella and like hardly anybody else from the band. Uh-huh. But right. they're coming through town and they needed an opening act. And so that's when we formed Parachute Pants. And Parachute Pants became Smart. the 80s cover band that could in a pinch come in. And we've been, we played dance marathons and shit like that. But mainly we learned like 40... 80s covers pretty well yeah. and then would do our bit and it, but like it started because of that but then it became kind of a funny thing like oh somebody bailed at the last minute can we get parachute pants of course yeah of course but the other guys in that band like three of the other guys in that band had the two hoops thing yeah which every time i say that i think a raisin brand two hoops, two hoops. Mm-hmm. Two, they get two, they got two scoops and then but also the uh, that was i think the ascendance of the whiteout fingernails same time i feel like yeah. i remember derek the keyboard player who was very good. Hi, Derek. I seem to remember him having that look. It was a very popular look. It was a good, it was a look and it was slightly leaning toward, everybody, I'm probably way off base. I want to say a little bit Jane's Addiction. I know it's yep. way past that, but yep, it's yep, got yep. that kind of like, or, you know, think about the guy from, uh, the creepy guy from Red Hot Chili Peppers that was with the lady with the long hair. Um, or no, the guy who was in Jane's Addiction too. No, the James Addiction guy. Who, who was he was in, also later in the Chili Peppers. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But he, the guy with the eyes? Yeah, it's his, very much him. That's his, that's kind of his, uh, you know, it's his, it says uh, Tommy, like, Tommy Lee sort of aesthetic. Yeah, it says like, oh, I'm bi and I've had three ways. Right. And also maybe I'm a junkie or maybe I'm not a junkie anymore. You'll oh, never know. wow. You let know, him wonder. Let him wonder. A, let him wonder is right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look at these nails. These nails. It's, it's a good look, but, and, and one well, that maybe, if I'd <laughs> made that turn, if I'd made you that turn that... in 19 oh. years old, I'd maybe I'd be wearing eyeshadow right now, Merle. John, I hate to say this to you. It sounds like you should do whatever you want to do. If you want to yeah. staple your dongus and put it on TikTok, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I am just here to say there's a particular kind of that guy that we oh, have talked about at least 10 times on here, I know. which is the scene guy the, scene that guy. guy who's 40 and still goes to the shows mm-hmm. scene guy the thing is merlin if i had two earrings uh-huh. and was wearing uh and had white out fingernails and was wearing black eyeliner <laughs> maybe, like sex maybe no maybe the long winners <laughs> would have been asked to play fucking noise pop ah, ridiculous maybe you should do this i'm also thinking can i also just recommend if you're gonna do this and maybe this becomes fan art i don't know if you want to toss in a little bit of old al jorgensen Maybe wear uh-huh. one of those like straw cowboy hats. Uh-huh. Well, you men then you men. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, and that's and that's gonna be it. Like like long I think you should have a little bit of um, not exactly not exactly nine inch nails, but I'm thinking of like the Harley David son of a bitch era of when I was going to dance clubs uh, yeah. circa like ninety ninety one. Yep. Like I'm thinking that that kind of like um What's the song I'm thinking of by Ministry that's not the Boppy Bop Bop song? 
Um, what's the what's the what's the one? Billy Billy. There's the Boppy Bop Bop song from when I was in college. Yeah, the Halloween song. But then, oh, Psalm sixty nine was the album, right? Uh, and then they had that song, one word, uh, Easter Sunday, something like that. But mm-hmm. th- I'm thinking that era. You, I'm thinking there's there may be some dreadlocks. Oh, oh, oh! Can I also say a little bit of like Mickey Rourke in Iron Man too? I would Mickey like to Rourke, see. No, I want to see you have up. Are you kidding me? His like face is all exactly, made exactly. But plastic. you'd be so handy to go. Boy, that guy doesn't look like a scallop anymore. Right. He's right. really doing good liner. I do feel. <laughs> I do feel like I could have been so much more metal, but also like, oh, I, I think about all the terrible girlfriends I would have had. Oh like, man, you well, I feel pretty. Look, here's the good news: almost no chance. See now, if you're going for the more adamant one, you're going to get some spiky heel patent thing, patent mm-hmm. uh, shoes going on. In this mm-hmm. case, I think there's a very high likelihood you're going to get a Doc Martin girl. Well, I love a Doc Martin girl. You love I'm a Doc Martin girl, that... a Jewess, a curly-haired Jewess who can climb a fence and appreciates a man with a gut who's dressed like Al Jorgensen. Yeah, I just He's what got a I staple don't, in his dongus. What I don't want to find is like a, a tattoo of a of a redheaded witch flying on a broom in the underwear area. On her? On her? Uh, who knows? Anywhere. Oh, I know. Anything could be happening. On her? What if I looked down and it was on me? Or oh no, it says deliveries <laughs> in the rear. Mm. Mm. what's the name of that goddamn song the no ministry. idea this is gonna my, drive me fucking we're not leaving until i figure this out psalm 69 to, the songs of min, ministry is like super i know bop, bop, i know it's funny to me because boppy bop bop to me or the the, the the song is called i believe it's called every day is halloween yeah and it was not true oh I think that's every, true. Every day is not. Oh, Halloween. it's not Halloween. That's that's factual. But right. but there's there's a mm, boy. There's a word, a phrase we used to use that I'm certainly not going to use. But if you can imagine the sort of person who's wearing all black and is smoking a clove cigarette and does the way back dance. Well, you're not going to use the. I'm not going to use gonna... the term the AF term. I'm not going to use that. But you know what I mean. Mm. Like you're really into Book of Love or whatever or Cocteau Twins. And but yeah. you also. Well, I, I thought I thought goth was the word you. No were trying no to no avoid. no. There was okay. a very specific kind no, of, know of exactly slender AF. Yes. Ooh. Um, but, and, but then that song would come on that, or like maybe like cities and dust by Susie and the Banshees, but especially, you know what I mean? Yes. Why can't they see that? Just like me. It's the same. It's the same. And then, so he did that. He's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's doing, he's doing clove cigarette music. And the next thing you know, he's doing the, bam, 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 bam. what's the name of that goddamn song, John? No, I'm not ending no. this episode until I figure no, it out. I have zero idea. And Ministry I would suggest that you, song. That you, you just Google it. 1988, I want to say. Mm, I may have to go back and cut it off because this, this could be an hour. I'm going to get it. Stigmata. Yes. Stigmata. Remember stigmata? I, remember, I, seriously, I, it kind of goes like this. I'm sure I remember it, but I oh, don't yeah. remember it. Stigmata. What's your next step? What's your next step on this journey? Stigmata. What do you think? Well, I, you, like, I, I what don't pre- have one. It's too late. Oh, you're, it's too it's late. already passed. So you it's, can't go back. I don't. I don't see how at this late date I can start wearing eyeliner. If it's subtle. No, that's a choice. What about Botox? Have you thought about Botox? You, you you move one way or the other, and then you live with the consequences. Oh boy, you should teach a class. You should teach yeah. an extension class. I would help so many people to learn that. They should you know, have to I, go to a class with you before they officially "quote unquote" graduate from "quote unquote" college, and you tell them stuff I, like, uh, oh, "Well, no, I, all I, all the I shit should, we should have known." 
I did teach a class. I taught a class at Max Fun, but it's canceled now. Hey, you're canceled now. 